Hello and welcome, folks, to another edition of RSF Radio, an old school edition of RSF Radio. And also, just yes. like, welcome back. We're fucking back. We're back online. Times were tough, but we are in it. And I have a very special guest friend of mine, Auric. How you doing? Yo. You might know him from Ars Technica. You might know him from the internet writ large. Uh, old school, old school man gamer. <laughs> I, I am at large on the internet. It's just, this is an accurate statement. But no, so this is something that, I mean, most every conversation I've had with you has been about older games uh, yeah. and supporting older games and also supporting yeah. hardware. That's something that I feel like you in particular have a lot of more knowledge than I do. If you want to talk about like CPS two boards or something like that, yeah, yeah, or like absolutely. a super gun. I, yeah. these are, these are things I'm not aware of that maybe you could, uh, share with some people tonight, but I wanted to have you on, on this, uh, this comeback episode because, uh, one, I was in, I was like in emergency mode all fuck for like the last three fucking weeks. It feels like, um, so like little backstory on this. Cause I think that you've speaking of like, man, about the, the internet, you've actually like unplugged from the internet. I have, it's actually been really nice. <laughs> I'm mostly back now. Uh, but I have not been looking at Twitter. Uh, I, I cheated a little today. Yeah. Well, I pulled you back in. I, <laughs> I threw that lasso and I, yeah. I had, I pulled you back in for just a second. No, uh, no, it's good. But like times for me have been a little bit on the rails right now. Uh, okay. The computer broke entirely, but then like I got some some mad help, uh, specifically from users like Vivic and Meg. I I am realizing right now I have not attempted to say her last name right until right now. <laughs> Uh, Chal, mm, Chalin, Chalinor, Chalinor. It's it, it probably has an affectation to it that I, I am promise wrong. you did that wrong. <laughs> I I know I did, uh, but those two really helped me out, and they were like, it was like an Apollo Eleven situation uh, of yeah. like, I know you have these parts. Are you trying this? What have you is have you breadboarded the motherboard? I'm like, yes, and nothing's working. I've already jumped the <laughs> jumped the leads with a screwdriver. I don't know what's going on. Uh-huh. I'm getting nothing. Uh, computers are weird, folks. Um, well, I hope but, you were wearing an Omega Speedmaster and it somehow <laughs> saved your life. Uh, so I'm maybe I'm dumb for doing this, but I'm not about. I don't wear those. Uh, I don't know. It's like shock bracelets. What the fuck do you call them? Um, the ones that you're supposed to wear around your wrist for like, so you don't. Oh, oh yeah, anything. for static charge stuff. Yeah, static to discharge. Nah, I'm just like no. I I just touch a metal thing and I'm fine. My case yeah, is no. made of metal. I, I've yet to kill anything with static shock. I'm not for lack of trying. Um, but speaking of killing things with static chop and perhaps being killed by static shock or electricity or discharging, let's say a CRT, uh, yeah. tell me Done about, it. tell me about all games. So I, I'm old, um, you know, just, I, I, I don't hide my age. I was born in, in 77. I'm 41. So you know, by FGC standards, I'm old. I'm, I'm young at heart. 
You're of like uh, the the original class. Of I am. X-Men, I you're the original. The original I, class. I I will tell you uh, a quick story just to establish my age. Uh, I played on one of the first Street Fighter II cabinets on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. Um, God, I don't know. This is this is like February, March. It's been ninety one. I I'd, I'd have to have to check the records. Um, I was out at Santa Cruz at the Beach Boardwalk uh, for a weekend with, for a friend's birthday. I was I don't know thirteen, fourteen years old. And we came across the World Warrior Cap, I mean, the OG original Street Fighter 2. Mm-hmm. And we're like, holy shit, this thing's got six buttons. Like, this is amazing, right? We didn't know anything about it. No one did. And the best part of the story is we're just sitting there looking at it. We hadn't even put a quarter in it. And this guy who must have been the arcade manager or an owner, some muckety muck at the arcade, was giving these two people a tour. I mean, they're in like their business suits. And he comes over to the cabinet and he says something along the lines of, oh, we just got this in. Like, I think this is going to be a big hit. And, you know, little did he know. And I think back in my memory, because, you know, these old memories, you you start fuzzing the details. I'm like, was this thing really brand new? I've done that as well. You make it a little bit sweeter. Just a little bit. (laughs) I'll tell you how you, I know this thing was brand new. Like, and and it's really simple. No one was playing it. Uh, Ah, I see. There was a line on these things from then on out. I mean, once Street Fighter II was a thing, you didn't come across an empty one in the middle of the afternoon, right? I mean, this is thing no one knew yet. Uh, we were mashing on it, and then some guy came up, and he had the knowledge. He knew how to throw a sonic boom. So, you know, he beat our ass and then walked off. And we're sitting there like, how did he do that? You know, like, do you press two buttons at once? You know, the the notion of charging, like, right. completely foreign, right? Let alone, you know, throwing a fireball. So, yeah, no, I've, I've been around. Um, and I have, you know, an affection for the arcade era very deep in my soul. I was an arcade rat. Uh, anytime I would go anywhere and I'd see an arcade, I mean, that's, please, can we go to the arcade? I don't have a quarter. Like, I, just, I wanted to be in there so badly. That was a magic place for me. I remember uh, those those first moments with with like any kind of fighting game when you yeah. you first the first time that you realize that characters have special moves oh yeah is like well we it breaks your karate mind. champ karate <laughs> champ had the oh, two yeah. joysticks right that's true so an amazing amount of move i mean it's more than six buttons it's eight directions this is amazing mm-hmm. right uh you know that was kind of the og fighting game we thought that was great um no that stuff was fabulous uh final fight you know, it's kind of seen a little resurgence lately with the beat-em-up bundle and all that sort of stuff, Cody yeah, coming out. a little bit. But that and was also, my jam. Streets of Rage 4. Yes, there's, there's, a, there's a little throwback thing. Um, I don't know how well those games are going to do. I, I, I feel yeah. like it's a genre whose time has passed, to be honest. I'm, I, I'm with you as well. The things that... I mean, this isn't a beat 'em up podcast, but I will get into yeah. this because of things that that modern beat 'em ups need. A good soundtrack, number one, yeah. is like yeah. it has to have it. If I can't, like, listen, man, if I hear the Streets of Rage two soundtrack at any time, <laughs> it, I am transported to another place. I am in a different yeah. time. Yeah. Um, something that I actually think that for I I don't necessarily know if it's a good game or a good beat em up but did you play Double Dragon Neon? 
No, I I remember when it came out, but I'd never yeah. tried it. So I, there I felt are... like it wouldn't the lightning couldn't be recaptured for me. Yeah, that and that's fine. And it's not necessarily a great one of those games, but there are songs in that soundtrack that like uh, still are in my ear today that that can, I can't that cannot escape. They're and just, you know, they're in there forever. To tie this back to fighting games, since this is a fighting game podcast, shout out to Dino, who's got the best Twitter feed probably in the world for cool fighting game glitches, and is a huge Streets of Rage fan. So, mm-hmm. if he's listening, man, I love his stuff. I don't know how he finds it. But it's just, you know, like if there's something broken in a fighting game, he somehow has ferreted it out. I love all the broken stuff. Fighting games aren't as broken as they used to no, be. And we're going to talk magic. about that. that. Oh, yeah, we should. 100%. So, yeah, I, I love arcade games. I love the original stuff. I love old games. Um, I can tell you, you know, the first time I saw a Mortal Kombat cabinet, like mm-hmm. you could hear it. Like when you walked into the arcade, it had the subwoofer that sounded yeah. like nothing else, right? There was a magic there. Um, you know, there's nostalgia, there's rose-colored glasses, all that stuff. Like I'm, I'm not blind to that. Right. But one thing that was special back then is there was no pre-hype. There was no teaser trailers. You didn't know a year before it came out that it was coming. Yeah. You walk in and like there's a new game. And no one knows how to play it yet. Or someone could be switching out a board. Button mashing, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you see your first fatality in the original Mortal Kombat, and, like, your mind is just blown, right? Mm -hmm. And the tech gets traded at school. Maybe a month later, it comes out in a magazine, right? It, it It was secret knowledge that was kind of passed down. Do I want to go back to those times? Like, no, I think it's it's awesome. I mean, some of my best fighting game friends are lab wizards, mm-hmm. you know, like shout out to Javits and Automatic. Like, I love those guys. And the mm-hmm. fact that they're in there grinding in the training mode and all that sort of stuff, it's, it's really cool. But there was something special about back in the day being surprised. And I don't feel like we're surprised anymore. Yeah. And you know, a little something lost there. I, I think I don't so. know how you recapture that. Maybe I you can't. I, well, I think the ways that you recapture it are are to include mechanics that allow for broken shit. Yeah. And for what it's worth, games these days have mechanics that don't necessarily allow for broken shit. I mean, like UMVC did it a little bit. There's some broken shit there. Um Dragon Ball has some broken shit, but they also are like like good about patching that stuff out. I don't know. It's just well, like that's... I, I want to see the glitches that turn into legitimate game mechanics because so, we can like start talking about that cuz two there were like two big tournaments like since yeah. like no. I've had time to M- record. M- so MVC2 and and Co-op Cup, right? Yeah. Yeah, bots yeah. bots and bots 2 and Right. Uh, and co-op. Coop, well, coop here's what I would say about that. And this ties back to what you originally prompted me with. The old games, what was great about them is they existed in a state and they were what they were. Right. And, you know, if something was broken, it stayed broken. 
And, you know, they did some ROM revision stuff and they patched a few things later, but for the most part, it was what it was and you worked with it for better or for worse. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like guile handcuffs, I think are probably one of the classic ones. Yeah, right? guile handcuffs. This is a straight up glitch, right? <laughs> but, you know, combos as we know them were, were unintentional, right? I mean, we, yeah, they were technic- we found the that story shit. goes, it is, those were technically a glitch. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a there's a really great article that everybody should read that Polygon did called The Oral History of Street Fighter. Mm-hmm. And they, they break down the really wonderful bit about how the Rainbow ROMs, the hacked mm-hmm. versions of Street Fighter that had all the weird shit, like switching characters in midair and throwing five fireballs at once and all this yeah, like press crazy select stuff. to change character. Yeah. But the thing that was amazing about it is it was faster, right? And the story goes that the U.S. guy on the side of Street Fighter Two went to play the the Rainbow thing. He found a place with it, and he played it for like four hours. And he basically walked away thinking, "Man, this thing is garbage. It's so unbalanced. It's just broken in bad ways. Like we don't have to worry about this." And he went back and played, you know, whatever he had back at the office, Championship Edition. And he was like, "Fuck, this is underwater. It's so slow." He'd had four hours of crack. And like he couldn't go back. He, he rang that bell, and you can't yeah. unring that bell. Well, and you know, and, and and he basically had to fight with Japan to like create a hyper fighting, right? <laughs> the, the turbo they didn't want it. That right. was an American thing. I mean, there's a really interesting thing with Capcom U.S. and Capcom Japan that I suspect you know continues to this day. I don't really know. Mm. Um, and and they did try to unring that bell because after hyper fighting, Super came out. And Super went back to the old speed. Right. And we weren't having it, man. That shit was garbage. Like, we didn't like it at all. We're like, okay, you added four new characters. Cool. Oh, wait, this game is slow as hell. Let's go back and play Hyperfight. We we didn't want to play it. Right. And it's actually interesting. By the time they dropped Super Turbo, and, you know, ST's like, it's a classic now, right? Everyone talks about it's a classic. We honestly didn't care. Like in the arcade, it wasn't a big deal back then. In fact, we thought they were milking it. Like, how many versions of Street Fighter Two are you gonna do? Like, this is ridiculous, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, World Warrior Championship Edition, Hyper Fighting Super Super. Like, we were kind of over it. But they yeah. did try to unring that bell, and it didn't work, mm-hmm. right? You couldn't go back to the slow game, and they figured that out finally. But the beauty of that era and those games, and it continued you know, all the way through to, you know, Third Strike, for instance, is you worked with what you had. There weren't any patches. And in fact, they tried to patch Third Strike, right? There's a B version of the game that took out Unblockables. Mm-hmm. And we refused to play it. We're like, no, we, Urian needs that shit, man. Yeah, to, <laughs> you know? to be a character, that that is Urian. That is or, or Oro. Needs that's it. Oro, right. that's Urian. Like, please, yeah. please leave they're, that. They're not top-tier with that stuff please don't take it away right right um, they're they're exciting and, with that stuff yeah it, it's fun and they're no you good know, without it we'll we'll talk about co-op cup and and third strikes balance and all that stuff more i'm sure but just in the the big picture it's okay to let it rock mm-hmm. and you know would alpha 3 be better if you patched out crouch cancel infinites you know probably they're boring like watching someone slowly get chipped to death for 40 seconds is not that hype. Mm-hmm. But 
when you're so reactionary and you patch things out, you know, a week later, you know, someone puts up some tech on Twitter and a week later they patch it out. You don't get a chance to, to figure out if it was actually broken. There might've been a counter to that. It might've led to something interesting and you, you don't get that organic development. Yeah. Um, and it's not just the developers, it's the players. We, we beg for nerfs, right? Yeah. Patch this shit. Like we're, I don't know. I think, I think we're soft. This, this is where I get my old man soft speech. I think we're soft about or, this. So let me, so here's my counter to that. Mm-hmm. How many times were you in an arcade and said, Hey, that's bullshit. Oh, I'll talk. Because the only, the only receiving end that you had was the opponent you were playing. You didn't have a red line to, to Capcom proper. All you had was your friend who just beat you. So you have to yell at them and say, Hey, that tick throws are bullshit. By the way, you're, Oh, I'm sorry. Your jank throw throw throws were (laughs) illegal. You, you did not throw in street fighter two. If you got thrown, it was like, well, I hope that was an accident. It was the forbidden technique. And shout right, out, I haven't shout watched out to the high score girl, by the way. I haven't watched the anime yet. I know it's in there. I love ah, that. She's it's a geef main. High score girl <laughs> is a geef main. <laughs> um, no, I, I don't know what you guys called it, you know, on the East Coast or whatever, but on the West Coast, we had throwbacks. Like, mm. if you got thrown, you, yeah. the guy who threw you was expected to hold still so you could <laughs> run up and hit the button and throw him to make it eat as if it was an accident yep yeah exactly i love it um, yeah 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 we had that yeah so you know like the one of my favorite authors is william gibson it's the cyberpunk writer mm-hmm. and he likes to say the streets find a use for everything right and I feel like that's the way the arcade was. It's like if something was broken, like the streets had a solution. We had throwbacks. And if you didn't get the throwback, you might get punched in the mouth. <laughs> you know, like there was an answer. That was the solution. <laughs> that was the patch. Like, let me throw you or I'm going to hit you. Right. Right. But I guess what I'm saying is that, like, there's not, I mean, we can call it soft now. And I'm not, let, let me just put it this way I'm not opposed to calling it soft. I, yeah. I somewhat agree with you in saying that like, it's tongue in cheek, but yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is just a way of calling it that like, instead of solving it in the streets, we're picking up Twitter and going to the internet and we're too fast. And, and we we're believing, we're believing that people yeah. are listening. Whereas I, I don't necessarily know. They're always listening. The, <laughs> the receiver is not picked up on the other end always, but I agree with you though. And I Did feel like watch? specifically with, with Street Fighter Five, uh, yeah. the one thing that they kept that like really this is the this is the one thing that they did that really well there's many but this is one of the things that they continually <laughs> patched in and out of the game. That, yeah. Well, there's two things, but the one thing that got me was the Urian headbutt loops. Right. In that, as soon as one was discovered, in yeah. the in the next patch, it was like no that that one's out. Yeah. Did, did you watch we would find Smug. another one and then they'd go oh well well you can't have that and it's like no yeah. the setups yeah. for these headbutt loops are so highly specific that yeah like outside of stun they're basically not and they're hype they're fun and like, they're what? hype they're yes exactly they're fun Why are you taking they require that shit away? they require good execution you can't just mash it out 
like I hate Urian. Like I hate fighting Urian. He's a bullshit character, but don't take his shit away. Like sure. It's on yeah. me, man. Like <laughs> Yeah, if you fucked up and, and got yeah. stunned, well now you get styled on. You get styled uh, upon, and that's fun. That's exciting. Five uh, well, we can talk about five a lot, I'm sure it will. But did did you watch Smug trolling Chris T gets Chris T on, on his yeah, I, stream? I didn't see that, yeah. And he's like, if check your follows, man. If Ono's following you, like block him. <laughs> <laughs> He can't know. <laughs> yeah, because they they're listening, and it, you see that people will be like, "Why are you posting that that glitch? Like you're snitching, right? They're gonna patch it now. <laughs> yeah. Make him look too good. They're gonna they're gonna patch your character." So, back r- rewinding, and yeah. I think we're gonna jump back and forth in time here, right? I, yeah. I'm I'm an old school arcade guy, and I I've got a lot of hardware in my garage. I've got a lot of candy cabinets. I own a lot of boards. Uh, I got a lot of Darksoft. Anybody who's like kind of a little deeper in the arcade scene knows who Darksoft is. Let me I'll, I'll, let I'll me just ask that. you specifically what those things are. Like, yeah. what exactly is a let, candy cab? Let me break and everything down. It, like, if yeah, you don't know what the, I'm talking just about. Just in case someone wants to sure. get into it themselves. 100%. 100%. If someone wants to make the mistake of of buying it's a big mistake arc- please don't equipment. please don't do that uh, i also have a lot of pinball and i will tell you right now oh that's the please, worst idea please put i tell people pinball is the worst hobby they're they're heavy they're expensive they take up a lot of space they break it's, all the time pin, pinball is like arcade stuff but worse what it's, pins it's you got like, though i have to ask uh i've been downsizing i used to have 11 and i'm, I'm down to four I, I might even go down to two i'm really i i keep pushing the pins out because the arcade stuff takes over and yeah, yeah, yeah. I try to fit a laser cutter in my garage. There's a whole lot. <laughs> I can understand that. Uh, yeah. Right now my, my pins are, I've got a, a Metallica limited edition. Oh, uh, I've got a pimped out Tron with fiber optic ramps, a lot nice. of good stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I have, I have the shadow, which is one of my all time favorite games. Uh, 1994, Brian Eddie, really good game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I've got a really fun game that, came out recently i only got it last year called total nuclear annihilation it's a kind of an indie game made by a company called spooky and my friend scott the nasty designed it and um hmm. it's like a throwback game single level no ramps it's like an early solid state oh, okay. but weird but with like a modern soundtrack and like modern features and art rgb oh. lighting like color changing lighting it it's actually it's the equivalent in pinball of the street fighter game i'm waiting for it's like a throwback but modern right i'm waiting for like an old school style street fighter but with modern features like that that is in a pin what i want anyway so no wait because before we get into i kind of i kind of want to dig into pins a little bit so sorry folks we're gonna talk a little bit about pinball pinball. because because i'm actually better known in the pinball community probably in the fighting game oh really so So you know do you know about in pittsburgh every year there's the pinburgh absolutely exactly Uh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah no so like i i have like pretty much every pin like pretty much every pin there is uh at least comes through pittsburgh every year Absolutely. Uh, there's the pinball hall of fame uh yeah. it's a it's all good stuff In Vegas? uh yeah. if you try like like have you tried the the big lebowski it's like a newer one yeah Oh, yeah. that's a good I, I was i was in on ordering it and backed out right before like all went to shit oh, i man. can tell you that i could i could spend an entire hour 
just telling you the saga of the Big Lebowski. Pinball. Is there a sordid history of the Big very Lebowski? Sordid, very sordid, very ugly. It's not not a happy ending. Um, I'm, so yes, I I have played it. I am, I, I know it. I know I the am, people. I am it. I am this close to derailing this podcast entirely to talk about the Big Lebowski pin for the next I, hour. I am. I, I will tell you. So I will tell you close. offline because I promise you it is a long and ugly story. Oh, that is uh, fascinating. Short, short version is very few of them exist in the wild because the company just like it, it went sour, it went bad. Fair enough. A lot of people enough. lost money. It was it went bad. Uh, there is, I, I, let me let me put it this way. Candy caps. If you bring up something in pinball that I don't know about, I, I don't know, man. I'll PayPal you a hundred dollars. <laughs> I don't know, man. Have you heard about this really good pin? It's called uh, uh, Black Knight. <laughs> and that one. was huh? uh, it was ripped off <laughs> that that one of the designers left and went to Bali and ripped off Black Knight to make Flash Gordon, which is one of my all-time Fucking, favorite games. All right, we're I, done. We're done I used to have one, but I sold it to a friend. <laughs> I didn't realize that it just took that much to derail it. Of just the, so I, throwing I sold like a, a lot of pinball machines to fit candy cabs. <laughs> no, so, I know I threw a softball out there, but uh, here, candy cabs, though. If someone's interested in what a candy yeah. cab is. So here's how an arcade cabinet works, right? An arcade cabinet is a box with a monitor and a power supply and buttons and joysticks and all this stuff. But the brain is the PCB. And that's the green, you know, circuit board, printed circuit board. And so it's like your TV and your console, and then you put a PCB in it and the, the cabinet comes to life. And the classic kind of American cabinets that we think about, you know, Rampage, Pac-Man, you know, all that stuff. They were they were single use cabinets, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe you turned your Pac-Man into a Gallagher, a Ms. Pac-Man, but the cabinet designs are sort of unique, right? Well, in Japan, we have what we call candy cabs. And the the candy cab comes from the S and K cabs, uh, the Neo Candies. Uh, I have a Neo Candy as part of my collection. That's where they call them. But they're cute, they're little, they're you sit down at them instead of standing and unlike they have a nice roundness to them yeah some of them the old ones were more squared off but the the new ones were more bulbous and when i say new i mean you know 90s or (sighs) motherfucker uh right (laughs) and unlike these american cabs that you think about they were generic they were meant to have a game cycled through them without Mm -hmm. the exterior changing sometimes there'd be a little plastic marquee up above or an instruction strip you could swap out um so the bulk of my cabs are astro cities and astro city uh is a real classic candy cab made by sega uh i've got three astro cities and one of them's and then i've got a fourth one called a new astro city it's got a different speaker panel otherwise it looks basically the same mm-hmm. so people would come over and they'd be like oh astro city i've never heard of that game and you have to explain like no it's it's the cabinet like the game inside changes, right? It's not so, what you're used to of the art, the nice artwork on the side. Right. It's a different feel. It's a different thing. So I've got a row of candy cabs. I've got five cabs. So uh, two Astro Cities, a Neo Candy, which is my Neo Geo cab, and then two more Astro Cities. Uh, and the way I have them set up is we've linked them so that one is the master and one is the slave. And so there's a PCB with the game in the master. 
-hmm. and then we're basically stealing the video and audio signal off of it and running it to the cab next to it. And then I took out the control panels and replaced them with single player panels. So one person sits at one cab, one person sits at the cab next to them. And you see the same thing on both screens and you hear the same thing. And the second cab, we run the controls back to the first one and it's the second player controls. Mm -hmm. So the two cabs become one. You right? run side by sides. Yeah, I run side by side. So if you, you know, when we talk about co-op cup, they had candy cabs up on stage. Those were blast cities, which mm -hmm. are a, a later version, same Sega, but later version of the cab. They had theirs back to back. Uh, and that's kind of the Japan standard is back to back. You don't see your opponent while you're playing. You can't really hear their joysticks and their buttons. It's you a, can't it's throw more an elbow into them. No, no, you can't. It's a comp. It's more of a competition style. Yeah. Uh, I keep mine side by side because even when we're competing, we're we're friendly. We like talking to each other. We like talking tech. Like we that's like American the American style. I don't think it's an American style. So uh, where this all comes from. Uh, is from family fun arcade mm -hmm. and family fun arcade is run by my friend ralph and at family fun that was basically like the third strike mecca for southern california and i would i would argue the third strike mecca for the united states Absolutely. Uh, if anyone well, wants to dispute that i'm happy to have that conversation but like i, I yeah. think you have to hold that i think we owned that shit. <laughs> um I wasn't there for, for family fun. Um, you know, I'm from Northern California originally. Uh, I met I met Ralph later. Actually, I met Ralph through through pinball, ironically. Some of my candy cabs come from him. I have some family fun cabs in my garage, but but we became friends through pinball, not street fire. But Ralph, uh, as far as I know, pioneered that out here. Maybe someone else did it before him, but he had the cab side by side like that. Hmm. Um Originally, uh, you know, American cabs, we, we call them big blues, the, the big blue Capcom cabs that Street Fighter would be in. And, you know, candy cabs. So I've got the candy cabs in a row. Mm -hmm. uh, the first two on the left have CPS3 in them. And that's uh, the, I don't know, Capcom Play System. I forget what the CPS stands for. I think it's something like that, Capcom Play System. So CPS1 is what Street Fighter 2 was on. And and Final Fight. Marshall Bauer! Ghosts and Goblins. I'm, I'm sorry, my soundboard was still active. I'm sorry, repeat that. Are we good? Okay. We're good. Which part? Okay, CPS 1, Street Fighter 2, right? right. CPS 2 uh, has ST, uh, the Alpha Games, uh, Vampire Savior slash Darkstalkers, depending on if you want the, the Japanese or American name. Mm -hmm. Um cps3 is the system third strike is on the all the street fighter 3 games mm -hmm. in fact there are only six games ever released for cps3 the the three street fighter 3s new gen second impact third strike uh the two jojo games and uh warzard um slash red earth i forget what the yeah it's red earth yeah it's I I, I, no, the red... japanese and american names get kind of mixed up in my head sometimes i'm used to the japanese names just because japan's kept everything alive so when yeah, we talk about that stuff yeah we talk about this which if people don't know what red earth is look that shit up it's like a it's, fascinating game it is a one player fighting it's game. a two-player it's a two-player game it's a oh, can standard you play fighting game. can you play a two-player 
Yeah, it's a standard fighting game, and and some of the characters moved on to other things. You'll see them in places that you might not have known where they came from. Like Tessa shows up in yeah. uh, Pocket Fighters. I thought it was Super just a, Fighter mini a boss rush fighting. No, no, it's, no. You can player. play. You can play like a regular fighting game. Uh, okay. Um, cool. They were also in a, a Capcom fighting jam. If anyone knows about that right. bizarre abortion of a project. Um, so that's my CPS three cabs, and I've got a, a, a Neo Geo cab. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the Neo Geo games. I'm not a great Neo Geo player. Um, you know, back in the day, I mean, I played them when they came out. You know, Fatal Fury, Samurai Showdown, Show. World yeah. Heroes. Yeah, like I can play them, but I was never good at them. Um, one of my players, shout out to Dave if he's listening. Um, he works at Arcade Shock. I, I met him at Arcade Shock and invited him to my Tuesday nights. And I don't think it's a Neo Geo game he can't play. Like. Hmm. You know, we load up Karnov's Revenge, and he's like, oh, let me show you how to do this loop, right? Like, he knows everything about them. And then my last two cabs are CPS2, which, as I said, is those Alpha, ST, all those games. Um, what I have, when I mentioned Darksoft, the, the people in the know are nodding already. Darksoft figured out how to make multi-boards for these arcade games. So you can load... The entire library, like all the CPS2 games, you can load them. But it's running on the original hardware. There's no emulation involved. Mm-hmm. So this is like true school for the hardcore. But I've got a little LCD screen. I can page through my games and I can reflash it with whatever I want. Hmm. So uh, I, I and, run a and weekly. The, the yeah. importance of, of that, I think, is what you're getting at, is that the latency and the... Yeah, everything's the legit. The feel is, is everything's it's there. right there. Like, like yeah. if you're like, oh, there's this weird bug, like, in the alpha, and, like, takes really precise frame timing, blah, blah, blah. Right. I'm like, you can do it here. I don't want to hear any of this, like, oh, it's lagging. That's why I can't do it. Yeah, no, you just... Or like sometimes in emulation (laughs) when things aren't running at the correct frame rate, yeah, yeah, or the correct speed, it's like the the frame skip or something, or or things don't line up. What usually happens in MAME, for instance, so if if you emulate, you do things in MAME, right, multiple arcade machine emulator, Um, MAME has a lot of tricks. So like some games don't run at 60 frames a second. They actually run at like 59 frames a second. Yeah. But since we have a 60 hertz refresh rate and things have to refresh like on that clock and they, you either, like you said, you either have to like drop frames or double frames and you get these tearings and glitches or a lot of times what MAME does is speeds it up. So instead of from 59, it goes to 60. So it's just a little bit faster. It's a little, it's a little weirder, weird things happen. You might not notice it first, but when you get FGC level to people, right. you know, doing these one frame links. They, they they start noticing. So yeah, this see, is all like the, Tominaga doing double Fukiage. Well, we talked about that. We'll definitely have to talk about that. Yeah. Um, so, so this is the real thing. But but the beauty of it is is that I can rotate games really easily uh, within the family within the CPS two family. So I I run a weekly every Tuesday night. Uh, people come over and play. It's kind of a, an invite only thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're anywhere near Torrance, and I ever get back on twitter like dm me or send me a message if you want to come by <laughs> yeah, it might just be off forever it's been nice for the last couple of weeks just maybe I, stay I, I miss it in some ways and i don't in others we, we can talk about yeah. that um but i rotate the game so you know I, I, and i take requests if people want to play vampire savior like i'm happy to love vampire savior 
I, I'm not a good vampire savior player. You know, mm-hmm. I play a little Sasquatch, but like badly. I'm not right. a good vampire saver, but I love that game. So if, if there's anyone who wants to play it that night, I'm happy to put it on. If we're feeling like ST that night, like I'm happy to put it on. Lately, uh, Alpha 2 has kind of been the game, hmm. um, which makes me happy. You know, I ask people like, what do you want? I can do this. this. And Alpha 2 came out ahead and, and I love that. So I play Alpha 2 at least once a week, like. People cool. come over and you know we play some Alpha too. It's that's great. a belo- that's a beloved game for good reasons. Yeah, I I like Alpha three for a lot of reasons too, um, but mm-hmm. Alpha two is it, it's the more pure successor to ST. It's it's a it's it's kind of the basic Street Fighter with just just a little extra. Right. You know, it's got it's got sprinkles on the frosting, but it's it's the basic cake, right? Mm-hmm. Um, my CPS three setup is Darksoft also. I could load new generation or second impact or the JoJo's or whatever. There's a catch. The CPS two switching games takes me, you know, a minute, 45 seconds is fast. Uh, to switch CPS three games is more like 45 minutes. Hmm. There's a long write process that you can't skip. Hmm. So if anyone wanted to play, you know, new generation for a gag, I'm like, you know what? It's not worth it. Go. Right load up 30th edition on my lcds like i'm not yeah, switching the cap and the <laughs> so emulation is good there also it's fine it's good enough yeah especially right. for the gag kind of stuff right um so that one stays stuck on third strike it it could technically change but it doesn't fair enough <laughs> i think i've rotated it off once the entire time i've had the caps that's fair so we play third strike we play neo geo stuff a little bit like sam show two that's fun. my that's my jam sam show two is my jam if i was going to put like one game on there that would be the one like i have a i actually have a a real neo geo cart for that i I have a dark soft i do have a dark soft uh multi in my neo geo cab also so uh, you know when dave when dave is over and it's like you know hey if you guys played you know this that or the third i can i can do it i can load it for him um but samurai showdown too absolutely i've got the card for that all right Um, so so let's like get into to news though let's talk about okay. current let's talk about current events because Please. recently uh two big tournaments i think we're gonna focus on one over the other because one is street fighter and one is a i'm not a marvel game. player i watched it i loved it i'm happy to talk about it but i'll just say <laughs> go watch that tournament it is it it's is godlike. A, it's yeah really like that's all you can do to describe it is Here, that it is it's hype as fuck the it's hype as fuck here's yeah, the rage quit from uh, executioner. I, I, here's what I'll say about it. Right, I I I've met Yipes. I don't know him, but I love him. He's amazing. Uh, I got to meet him at an NLBC last time I was in New York. Like getting to see him, like in his element like that. I mean, he was like a kid in a candy store, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll talk about co-op cup because co-op cup is my jam. But yeah, the thing about next, yeah. that Marvel stuff is. It's just guys in an apartment, man. I mean, it's my Tuesday night, but like with seven thousand people watching, right? It's just mm-hmm. it's just the homies. And the thing I would say about that is you don't need to stream to seven thousand people to do that. Like, get your people over and play some games. Like there's nothing stopping you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I could tell I could talk about how art had that dreamcast hooked up, but you know, shout out to art. Man, that's my homie right there. Like he's He's my retro brother on the East Coast. Like, right. 
everything I do, he's he's probably one up to me. Like his streaming game is on point, his capture game is on point. Yeah. His hardware, his hardware game in general is on point. He's he's the god. Like I love art. That's my man right there. And yeah, you know, like we the the joke we have with him is like, what kind of emulator you got there, Art? Because like his capture is so clean off of original hardware that it looks like emulation, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, that was great. I I love that, and that I think was the the grimy. That's the original like homies in the apartment playing games, right? That that was Chinatown Fair, like brought back to the house, mm-hmm. and, and you know, that, that's amazing in and of itself. But yeah, the other big event, obviously, is Co-op Cup, and uh, Co-op Cup is probably the tournament I look forward to the most every single year now. Me too. That is like the, the refresher. That is the start of the year. It's the so unfortunate good. part is that with like family stuff that's going on and and personal yeah. issues, I wasn't able to catch any of it live. So like huge bummer to me on like a personal level that I like, I knew I was missing this thing that I continually say is like, I have this, this is the start of my year. Everything is good and pure. And here we are. I, cause I watched a lot of it live. So we went down to San Diego and I unplugged. Mm-hmm. I, my phone was put away. You know, I deleted Twitter off my phone. I logged off everywhere. We wow. went to San Diego. I put my phone away. I wasn't looking at the internet. And I told my wife, I'm like, you know, we're staying here till Saturday morning, Friday night. Like, there's something that's kind of important to me. She's like, that's not, that's not the same as logging on. Like, I don't, you know, you can stream it. That's not cheating. <laughs> so I have my laptop and, you know, I watched until it's I passed out. <laughs> but even on the West Coast, I mean, it was even worse if you had been right. watching it live with the time difference. Like, yeah, I don't know when Top 8 started. You know, I was going to 1 or 2 in the morning, right? I passed out. I, I. I saw a lot of, you know, quote unquote pools live, right. but I, I caught the, the actual top eights later, uh, on the anime Illuminati YouTube, mm-hmm. which watch, uh, watch it on that. Watch it on the source. Please. Yes. It's there. There's no reason to watch on anyone else's channel. If it doesn't say anime Illuminati, you're looking at the wrong one. <laughs> please make sure this is like super important and it like yeah. has been important, but like the FGC is so small and insular that we have no reason to fuck this up. Don't fuck and, up people. Just, just do it right, please. And, and it matters because we're small because, you know, if the fake one gets 20,000 views and the real one only gets five, like, you know, the real one could have got that 25 in it and it would have meant a lot to them. So yeah, please. Well, that animate matter, Illuminati. That also matters like in a, in a business sense of like yeah. uh, engagement and community engagement, which can lead to sponsorship money, which can lead to like conversations with, with people who can provide like, what if anime, like here's the, the terrible scenario is let's say someone rips those vids and posts them and gets yeah. hundreds of thousands of views before yeah. the original gets to post any, then yeah. maybe next year when they start courting sponsors to get a little bit of money, maybe they go to Red Bull and say, Hey, yeah. like, yeah. and then Red Bull goes, well, you only got like, Show us your metrics. Yeah, what do you got? Have a thousand views on this in like zero engagement. So like, why the fuck would I support this? It's like, well, no, my engagement was stolen by. But yeah, it matters. It matters, matters, folks. So please, YouTube, anime Illuminati, look it up. It's not hard to find. It's all there. Uh, It's all there. Yeah, and there's highlights. How much have you been able to watch? Like, have you watched any of it? I have watched most of first round day one and day two. Uh, okay. A little bit of top eight day one, 
uh, and the highlight reel. All right. So I'm going to end up spoiling things to you. Uh, that's fine. The, the, the story arc, not necessarily important. I want to see no, the good stuff. It is, but it's not. It's, it's not. I know so, that like the, Dudley shows up in this tournament, like quite a lot. Ibuki shows up. Ibuki more than Dud. The Dudley story right. that's kind of cool is these guys came who are basically unknowns. Hmm. You know, the, the English commentators, you know, a lot of which who live in Japan and play third strike all the time, you know, they, they know the scene. They're like, I don't know who these guys are. I've never heard of them. And yeah, they were tearing through people. And that's, that's kind of the beauty of this arcade scene that's still alive in Japan is these killers, man, like they're just playing at their local arcade. Nothing's on stream. Nothing is sponsored. Nobody has any jerseys. And they roll out to your event and just murk you. And you're like, who is that masked man? Right? Yeah, it's great. They, they roll up and take your money. Basically. So co-op cup is just so great for a lot of reasons. I mean, first of all, uh, it's the biggest third strike event of the year. And if you love third strike, like I love third strike, like that's great. Uh, secondly, it's, I think kind of the, the flag pant planted in the ground for old games and community games can still be relevant. There's no esports money. Nobody is bankrolling this stuff. You know, I, I think there was probably a little Red Bull money. I know their cooler was in the background, but yeah, like there's a, there's a little Red Bull money there, a little bit. Someone's got to pay for this venue, and I that's mean, fine. Know, like, like, guess what? That's fine. If Red Bull can yeah, more, throw more power a, to them, a little bit of their infinite money to co-op yeah. cup, then I'm fucking yeah. fine with that. And you know what? I I think Red Bull is probably the most uh, honest and authentic sponsorship brand out there. Like. You know, I, I'm sorry, yeah. like your Geico tournament doesn't mean shit to me, but like Red Bull, when they throw an event, they do it right. So, you know, shout out to them. No, uh, Co-op Cup is legit. It's a community-driven event. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing that's just shout beautiful about... Yeah, please. Matsuda's amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that's beautiful about it is the format. The the 5v5 teams, single elimination. Mm -hmm. uh, and I actually, I, maybe later I'll go into a long rant about why I think Street Fighter V really should adopt this format. But <laughs> the the thing that's so great about it is, you know, you put together a team. The first day is pre-co-op cup. And at pre-co-op cup, the teams are all the same character. So you get five Abukis versus five Dudleys versus five Shans versus five Qs versus five Youngs versus five Chuns. I mean, whatever, yeah. right? Everybody gets represented, Sean included. I know there was a tweet going around, like there's no Sean at Co-op Cup. There was right. no Sean's the second day when it kind of counted, which is fine. He's he's a purposefully nerfed character. Like he's a bigger joke than Dan in a lot of ways. He was but strong in second impact. He was broken in second impact, and they purposely nerfed him to the ground. I mean, they're, they're on record saying we wanted a character that was handicapped so that like – you could play your friends who weren't as good as you, or you could like show off by playing with a weak character. Like they purposely made him suck. I, I don't agree with that, but it is what it is. This is the no patch era, right? It's, nothing's changing. Uh, there was a Sean team though, the first day. And uh, I, I know in the highlight reel that there's a Sean doing work. <laughs> so it's in there. Um, and then the second day it's five V five, but you know, you play whoever. And, the top tiers come out more the second day for obvious reasons. Right. But the characters you don't see as much are still in there. 
um, you know, you still see like a Remy, you know, last year, uh, you know, right? Piero, uh, aka Lucifer, yeah. Uh, he he OCV'd a team with Remy, and it's like the beauty of the format is A, you get variety, you get the Remy's, et cetera, both mm-hmm. days, you know, pre co op and the second day. Um, the other beauty of the format is it's single elimination. And that means that low tiers can shine because you don't have to beat them 10 times in a row. They don't have to figure, they don't have to figure you out. You know, they don't get a read on your gimmick. Like it's, it's like go hard or go home. Right. But, which is why I I would love to see street fighter five adopt it. You're not going to see a lot of Laura's in tournament, you know, especially in season four, she didn't get any buffs and everyone else did like she's lower on the tier than she used to be. Tell me you don't want Idom on your team, though, right? It's fair. Yeah. So it's it's a really fun format, and and Third Strike is kind of the anti esports game. Like if Third Strike was esports, it would actually be a really shitty game, and everything you see this the stream monsters complain about would come true. You know, like it'd be nothing but Chuns, Yuns, and Kentons, right, or whatever people are, are bitching about. I think Makoto's the the current flavor to hate. Um. But a co-op cup, it doesn't matter. You know, like, all right, you're not going to see a lot of 12s. It's not a great character. Right. But la- last year, before Kuroda's, uh, you know, unfortunate issues, you saw right. some pretty sick Q. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you see these characters. You, you, you saw Lucifer Piero do his thing with Remy. And it's hype. This year, uh, you know, if, if you haven't finished top eight uh, pre-co-op cup, I'm spoiling it. You know, like, these Ibukis ran wild. Yeah, I saw some really tight Ibuki play. Yeah, it came real close, really mm-hmm. close. Like the Ibukis look great, and they made Ibuki look top tier. They and did she's not. She's, she's super not. not. She's super not. Her stuff is she, really hard to do. She's um, honestly, I mean, you know, maybe you can call her mid tier. Like, I think tiers are are kind of boring. She's like but, below Dudley tier. So, uh, here's how I would talk about Third Strike. Like, you can't avoid the tier conversation. Right. right, Chun's top tier. There's just no getting around as she is. Um, is she unbalanced and broken? Yes. Does is she not? Is she unbeatable? No. She she's not unbeatable. So like, but she's really strong. Uh, when she gets meter, she's just so dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, Yun, just slightly below her. And the only thing I'd say about Yun is he's super broken. And, and we'll talk more about that later when you want to ask me about my favorite combo. <laughs> yeah, we we'll get into that. But but he takes work. Right. And I love seeing them put in that work. And like, I love when the, see... the meta of his meter usage, I think, is interesting. Yes. Yes. Um, you When's know, the his shoulder going to is, is he going to cancel into the shoulder? Yeah. And, and when someone has Ganesian, right, when he's super powered up, if you don't know Yun, his, his super just puts him into this super powered mode, right? And he goes into Ganesh and he gets all blue and flashy. And what you don't know if you don't follow third strike is everything he does while he's in Ganesh has the priority of like a super. Every move he makes is a special move. So like if you punch him and he punches you, he wins. Mm-hmm. So when he goes into Ganesh everyone turtles, they're like, holy shit. Like no one wants to challenge him because if he gets that counter hit, right? He goes into his juggle and he blows you up. But when you do see someone ta- challenge it, it's hype. I love it when someone activates Ganesha and the other guy's like, I don't give a fuck. Like, you don't scare me. 
And they go in there and they beat him. And that meter on Ganesian drains real fast. Mm -hmm. So like, if you don't get in there and do your work, like it's over, right? So when someone you're challenges them, it's a lot of fun. If you're not confirming into it or like getting your use out of it. Yeah, and and if if you're an efficient Yun user, you're building meter at the end yeah. to reactivate. I, I think a, like a really solid Yun who's doing optimal combo finishers, it's like nine seconds before they activate again. I mean, it's entirely broken. I'm not trying to argue it's not, but I still love it. Um, under that, I think most people agree is Ken. Um, Ken is not broken at all, but he's really good. And he's got yeah. everything. Like anything there is in Third Strike that's like good, he's got it. You know, right. like low confirm into super, he's got that. Like three stocks of super, he's got that. You know, like he's solid. Um, his fireball sucks, but in third strike, that's not that important. Yeah. Um, and then under that, like those are the kind of everyone I think agrees top three. Under that, I think it just gets wide open, man. Like if it's Makoto, is it Dudley? Like how are you going to argue the two? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm. Yeah, you, they're both. That's why they're you both put them, You put everything else into like you put a lot of characters into B tier. Or I I would argue it's S plus. S, A plus, sure. and then, you know, a, a lot of A tiers. Don't tell me Dudley's not a really good character. I, I play he, Dudley. He's yeah, really he good. Has, he has good he, stuff. He has good stuff so about dirty. him. He's so dirty. Is he top he's tier? so dirty. Absolutely not. Does but he have, he's, really he's really close. He's got does, high, does high low mix-ups, yeah. high damage, nasty combos. Like, he's so good. Does Makoto have strong stuff? Absolutely. Is she top tier? No, absolutely not. Yeah. Does does Tominaga make her look like a top tier character? Absolutely, he does. But they, he's also doing stuff that's like incredibly difficult, and mm -hmm. I I think that I, I know I've been off Twitter and I missed I missed whatever Ada One Strider said. I mean, I heard him getting shouted out. Like I realized he was talking trash about Makoto being broken and why no one complains about her, and they complain about five whatever. Right. The the difference is. You know, uh, he's a broken character specialist, right? Mm -hmm. Abel, Mika, Laura, G. Like, he plays robbery characters, right? The difference is G's robbery, and, you know, I'm a Laura player. I, I'm happy to admit Laura's robbery. Like, it's not that hard. Mm -hmm. You know, like, it, you guess wrong twice, and, like, I won. But it's not because I'm a particularly skilled player. It's because... You flipped your coin wrong. Right. You knew. Mak Makoto, uh, it's similar. I mean, she's got a touch of death, right? I mean, she does, but yeah. it's not easy. Okay. It's extremely like, difficult. It's a really difficult combo uh, with either one or two Kara cancels, depending on which character you're playing, because you have to know the specific combo to use against the specific character. Right. And more so, importantly to that, it's a blind car cancel. Yes. So here, here's how it works. Right. And I don't play Makoto. So if, if I, if I mess up something here, like someone can call me out, but uh, so she grabs you, right. Cause she's got her little nasty choke mm -hmm. that everyone loves talking about. And she goes from that into her fierce. She cancels into super R2. And, and we'll talk about this in a minute. Cause I actually think it's really fascinating. That super art can only be used from the correct corner. Okay. Uh, then she has to dash. Then she has to do a Kara cancel DP. 
okay, which is the Fukiyagi, when she does the little up punch, that's a that's a dragon punch motion. Okay, so you got to care cancel that. Then you got to dash again. And while you're doing that, you're down below and the screen is shifted up high to show the character that you've hit up in the air. So your visual reference gets lost. Mm-hmm. And then you got to do another Fukiyagi. And depending on the character you're doing against, you might have to care cancel that also. Mm-hmm. After a dash. I mean... You I can't have do to, it. I'll tell you that <laughs> you have to to do that specifically to do that when your character is off screen. You have to know exactly the frame, like the frame timing, the frame perfect timing of when I th- is. I that think you have two frames over. to do it, and and I think that there there was some tech discovered. Like it, you couldn't originally do it against Chun well, and someone discovered some tech. And I think that they doubled it. So instead of like one to two frames, you get like three to four frames. Okay. Uh, but it's it's hard. Yeah. And when you see it, it's hype. And you know what? Most people are going to drop it. So it's like, is it broken? Yes. Most people don't even choose yes. that super art in certain, well, <laughs> in certain matchups beauty. because they know it's already too hard. They're not even going to try. It, it's hard. And, and the thing I was alluding to earlier you can only do it from the corner. And when I say from the corner, I mean the wrong corner, meaning you got cornered, right? So you have to be cornered. You get this beautiful thing. So like Dudley versus Makoto has got one of the coolest dynamics, in my opinion, of all of Street Fighter. Because if that Makoto is rocking Super Art 2, which is the, the touch of death we're just talking about, right? she wants to be backed into the corner to be able to pull that off. Well, Dudley wants to back you into that corner because he's a mix-up monster. He would love nothing more to put you in that corner and just stick you into high-low mix-ups and juggle you to death. He's, in fact, right? really good at putting you in the corner. He's a dangerous character when you get cornered. It's why his bad matchups are the ones who can get out. So, like, Akuma Goki is a bad matchup for Dudley because the, his teleport is actually good in third strike. Mm-hmm. So it sucks. You corner him and he teleports out, right? It's a, it's a rough matchup for Dudley. So Makoto is basically backing into that corner to go for this sort of Hail Mary touch of death against a character that would love nothing more to put you in that corner and just murder you. And I can't think of another dynamic in Street Fighter that is quite like that. Where it's two cannons, not glass cannons, two cannons just pointed at each other. Like, just, you know, who's going to pull that trigger first and right. which barrel's going to get blown off? <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's it's great. Um, the thing about Third Strike that is so beautiful, and I think a lot of people haven't really played it, and and they're quick to assume like, oh, well, like Chun is broken, or you know, Ken is broken, Yun sucks, whatever. Um, it just has a lot of creativity, a lot of expressiveness. It has all these things that we complain that Five doesn't have, because you can play your character in your own way. There's so many approaches. I mean, the, the parry for all the things that parry breaks, it also opens like whole horizons. Right. Um, the super art you pick, you know, if, if Makoto doesn't pick super art two, she's an entirely different character. <laughs> you're not on super art two. You don't want to go back to that corner. Right. You're you know? no longer a threat. You're act, you don't really yeah. want to escape that because her, uh, her movement is very particular. She needs her backdash to, to create space she's, you can't her walk speed is incredibly corner. slow yeah, you know her dash bulldog is out of the super important no uh, she doesn't have options if she doesn't have that like touch of death in her pocket mm-hmm. um you know 
Ryu, again, not a top-tier character, not even a, a high-tier character, just a really solid character. Um, if you play Denjin Ryu, you're playing an entirely different Ryu than if you picked a different Super Art. Denjin Ryu is like its own thing. And it's a beautiful thing. And I love watching Denjin Ryu. So but not so every- that you can just Google Denjin Ryu and get Third Strike video. Actually, I want to try that right now. Just to... yeah. I'll open it, up an incognito tab just so it's so not. <laughs> if you missed co-op cup or you're not a big third strike follower, you might've seen third strike, uh, at its official Capcom event. Uh, what was that? Canada cup where they did that. Right. Yes. And $7,000 prize pool, I think. And, you know, got some people to come out and we had a Denjin Ryu mirror match grand final, mm-hmm. which is like, Holy shit. Like I, I've never seen that. And if it's happened before I missed it. Uh, really fun um denjin ryu is like it's it's a thing it's like oh, man it, it's it, it's denjin ryu if you put that into google it is the fourth it is the fourth link down where you get the correct denjin ryu it i can't think of another game where picking an option like that fundamentally changes your play that much i mean maybe Maybe CVS2 with the grooves. Um, oh, yeah. I wasn't a big CVS2 player. I don't feel like I'm a good enough authority well, there. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. But you that but that's a kind of a weird like edge a team, case. That also has like a team mechanic of if you build yeah. a team with a certain groove, it, it matters more. Well, and, and roll canceling. Like, com- yeah, roll you know, canceling. Cancel yeah. And only it's, some it's have roll canceling, but also yeah. you can build a team without that. That is... Yeah that is fine as well third third strike is special Mm -hmm. uh is it a balanced game no it is not a balanced game is it a broken game yes in a lot of different ways is there a lot of bullshit in it absolutely is it fun oh my god it's so fun and here's what i would tell people you know because because we get beginners come over and you know i'm not a great third strike player like don't don't even get me wrong like i can hold my own on my tuesday nights but like i'm not a great player but we get people come we've never played before. Um, actually, Born Free came through. Mark, if Mark is listening, shout out to Mark. And yeah, I was talking to you about that. Mark, Mark was a bit of a skeptic. Like he was a bit of a third strike skeptic. I think he'll he'll allow that I'm fair saying that. And he sat down the cabs and picked Goki because I, I run the Japanese ROM, so he played Akuma, right? And we just, you know, and usually we've got, you know, we play first to twos or if there's a lot of people, it's one and done, you get up. We just let him sit there for, you know, an hour or two, just playing, just trying to teach him the game. And I think he got a little hooked. Well, I think and, uh, like weeks after he, he specifically got lessons from automatic on, on yeah, how to play. That's right. That's on I his YouTube that. channel. Check that I, out. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's from him hanging out in my garage. The thing about Third Strike and the reason why I would encourage people to just try it, don't hop online, okay, on your day one and get bodied by some dude who's been playing Fight Kate for 10 years. You'll get fucked up. You'll have no idea why. You'll get a random hit because the person you're playing expects you to have a certain cadence about the way that you play. And then you just, it's like, well, what the fuck? But you're going to lose and it's going to be frustrating. And and, and you know what? It should be that way, to be honest. When, When you play a fighting game, against someone who's more experienced and better than you, you should get your ass handed to you. And if you're not, there's something wrong with the game. <laughs> and, and modern games are, are fighting that, and I, I don't like it. But 
what I would really encourage people to do is get your buddy. You know, you guys play Street Fighter Five together, whatever. Any game you play, it doesn't have to even be Street Fighter, but you play Five. That's the one everyone plays now. Get Thirtieth Collection. It's not expensive. Uh, if you got a PC, just emulate it. I don't care. Just play the game. Two people who have no idea what they're doing playing each other will be evenly matched, right? And that's sort of the universal. Just play it for an hour. I promise you, you will realize something just feels good about it. Just the movement, just, you know, just walking back and forth feels good. It's beautiful. It's also beautiful to look it's at. It's a beautiful with game, your animation, all that stuff. But it's the feel that really matters. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing quite like it. Uh, I, I really think you have to experience it. Um, it, it, you know, it's kind of a meme game, right? People talk about it. Of course, it's better to have someone there who knows what the fuck they're talking about to sure, kind of walk yeah, you through. Yeah, if you got a friend who plays it, but but if you don't have that, don't worry about it. Yeah. Just play it like it was a regular Street Fighter. Don't even worry about pairing. Just like play. In yeah. fact, definitely don't worry about pairing. The pairing is like it. That comes with time. That's like it's also it's overhyped. Like it, it's a funny thing. Yeah. Uh, if, if you watched co-op cup, like you saw some sick parries. The other thing you might've noticed is there were a lot of matches that didn't have any yeah. or one or two. Um, I love how I forget which matchup it was. It was the, uh, the Akuma with no health versus the Chun-Li. Yeah. Uh, it was in the highlight and you hear the, the Japanese commentators say, Justin Wong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's go Justin. Right. Let's go and, Justin. and it's like a random super didn't even happen. And it's just like the Akuma got a really good touch on a, like a blow yeah. up Tatsu. It was like fucking awesome. Our RX, I think had a really great like magic pixel comeback. Yeah. yeah. I know he's a godlike Urian. Um, the thing about the parry that is so great and you all know, moment 37, obviously everybody knows it, right? Is you earn your comebacks with it. It's not like popping V trigger. Uh, you know, I, I get frustrated, you know, like I'm playing a G and I've got three quarters of my life left. I've knocked him down to nothing. He gets V trigger. And like, I guess wrong twice and I lose because he just turned on his thing and bulldozed me back. I, is That's he happy? I don't know. I mean, maybe he's cackling or maybe he feels nothing. Because I know when <laughs> I do that to people, a lot of times I feel nothing. It's not, it doesn't even feel good. Like I won, it doesn't even feel good. Uh, you know, the, the parry is great because when you see that kind of a moment 37 thing, it's earned. Mm. Um, you know, it's it's not automatic. Well, and we can we should get into this a little bit later, but I feel yeah. like we, we got a kind of sunset on third strike. We've gushed over it a little bit too much. Uh, Here's so, the last thing I would say yeah, about third strike. In closing. Uh, in closing, grand finals of the actual thing. Uh, it comes down to Ken versus Ryu. And it's like, even in third strike, man, these classic things happen. I mean, you can't front on Ken versus Ryu. Oh man, that's and the Ken player. I, I actually can't wait to watch that. Yeah, that well, sounds the, exciting. The Ken player is is Deshikin, mm. and I feel like Deshikin is a name that maybe some people don't know, and it turns out you might because uh, he wins. He this it came mm. down to the two anchors, like the last guys on the team play it out. Mm. Uh, I think the Ryu is Vanau, uh, really good a Denjin Ryu player, and Deshikin wins. And the 
in the speech afterwards, the translator, I thought he was trolling at first, but apparently it's legit. He says he's going to stop playing third strike and could become a Street Fighter Five player. <laughs> and at first, like I said, I was like, are you trolling me? But I yeah, think he I really did is. Hear, I did. I thought I heard that. I thought I so, heard that. That's funny. I, I, I'm going to read you something for a moment. I, I put this in our little document. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and rather than link, no one's going to read it. If I link it, I'm just going to read it out loud real quick. It, it will also be linked in the show notes. Okay. <laughs> so this cares. is Daigo. Okay. Daigo says, I've been playing fighting games ever since I was 14 years old. And I've seen a lot throughout. One thing I really thought was incredible or extremely talented was one person without a doubt. I'm really interested in what it'd be like if this person gets serious. Deshikin. When I played him, he left a big impact on me. I'd think, you can counter that? You can react to that? Did you see that? He's a really exceptional player. Never seen anything like it in another game. All his stats are S rank. Reaction time, skill, mentality, world top class. Anyway, this guy's matches are fast. He thinks much faster than a normal person. Like 99% of people can't keep up with him. He's like a guy with amazing speed that never runs out of fuel. Clearly is something we don't. And this part is what I love. This is the last mm. little bit. He says, one thing that made me comfortable, I'm glad this guy doesn't live in Tokyo. That's how amazing I felt his genius to be. I still believe that to this day. I think if he was born and raised in Tokyo, fighting game history would have been completely different. So this is the last guy up, and apparently he's going to play Street Fighter V now. We'll, <laughs> I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yeah, that's, that's glowing praise from I mean, from Dio yeah. who can who can say with some authority that at the time where he was bodying people in in Street Fighter 2 or yeah. or uh, or Alpha then like things could be things could have been yeah. different. Yeah. And you know the the funny thing about Daigo is he's not even that amazing of a third strike player mm-hmm. like everyone knows moment 37 because it's this like big thing i love this i factoid. think a lot of people don't know it wasn't grand finals i love this factoid yeah this, right? <laughs> a lot of he, people he can say on. that no. moment man moment 37 Diego, no. he's the best third strike player no, no he didn't no. win that tournament dog no no he he beat justin and went on to play ko who beat him by the way for a second time in a second year in a row yeah. <laughs> that's like no. a th- like a lot of people think that that's a grand finals match no but yeah, K- ko beat win. him with yun and in fact ko i don't know the story ko was a yun player i don't know if he got bored playing ganation all the time or wanted a bigger challenge but he switched he's a he's a young player i mean a yang, yang player now yeah uh he plays the other twin who's really good but not not as broken as yun anyway uh, co-op cup amazing i'm i've watched hours and hours and hours of third strike i'm really hype off it um what and did you, you want to transition do. into <laughs> well i think that that our, our conversation kind of naturally leads into what is going on with five currently yeah. and perhaps what can be changed in five yeah uh, because this video was posted earlier um was it yesterday when the fuck was this posted uh, on the 8th, so today is currently the 10th, so two days ago, days ago. Yeah. Uh, by YouTube channel The Battle Lounge. Not something yeah. that I have heard of, but it Me came either. across our Street Fighter, and I was like, well, let's dig in. The yeah. thing about it is that I listened to the first minute of this video, and I clocked right. out. And I was yeah. like, man, whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. Th- I, when sometimes, he, here's a thing in the fighting game community that... I would encourage everyone to check their own biases 
because yeah. I did, I had to do this myself of as soon as you hear someone speak in a vernacular that is not common or say something that is out of line with what you know, historically, then I check out. Yeah. And that hey, happens in this video a couple, will, a couple of times, but it's it, like he's earnest about it, but also it's not. He, I think, was trying too hard to open the video with saying, I'm a fan of Street Fighter V, so when I yes. criticize it, don't put me in your hater bucket. I'm not a hater. Like, I like this game, but I have some thoughts on it. And he went a little too hard on that aspect of it. And he's like, I love Street Fighter Five. It's it's got the most like godlike neutral ever. And you're like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, like as soon as I was like, hold on, wait, wait till we like, get some hold, stuff. Hold the fuck up. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he he made a couple of mistakes in the video uh, when he talked about Guilty Gear. Um, yeah. I, I I've got a, a friend who's a, a Guilty Gear player, and Michael, if you're listening, I'm put you on blast here. Uh, he he got kind of mad at the the Guilty Gear party. Right. Like this guy doesn't know anything about Guilty Gear. I'm like. It turns out, actually, he's been playing Guilty Gear for 15 years. He knows a lot about it, but he didn't do himself any favors the way he talked about it. He may, he makes some things that miss some mistakes that I think are easy to latch onto. There I are, would encourage there are generalizations people, made in this video that yeah. I think were made in the in the with the goal of brevity. Yeah. Whereas later on yeah. in the video, he even states himself of like, hey, like, I know I could get into this way more. Yeah. But just like. But this isn't a video about Guilty Gear. It's not. So it's when not I don't talk shit, about yeah. Guilty Gear's defense. It's not because I'm not aware that Guilty Gear has defense. Right. Yeah. First. I, I would. Yeah. <laughs> I would encourage people to ignore those sidetracks and pay attention to what he talked about. Right. Because it's so real. I, I just felt what he was saying so much when he talks about pushback. Which is not something that I feel like is brought no, up that nobody much. Nobody talks about it. It's like super important. Pushback and so on important. hit and on block is so important. And like so where important. it leaves you in relation to your own opponent is like super important in terms of Don't, yeah. your own pressure. Like the decisions that you make, the decisions that are available to you to make are like hugely impact the game. Which is why when the last patch dropped and they changed yeah. a whole bunch of pushback i was like yo we're playing a fucking different game overnight street fighter 5 became a different game based on pushback and just those little fudges alone i was they like need more they need more <laughs> it's kind of fucked up right more pushback now, not sure well, yeah that's that's the whole other end of this conversation of like well what has pushback here's my explain, transition explain, right yeah, explain it a little here's bit. my transition my transition is I just spent days watching hours and hours of very high level third strike. Just just binge watching. I was like Netflix binge watching third strike going through all this co-op cut, right? Cuz these were two full days of nothing but and there's no fluff, right? And then, you know, I, I haven't really been checking Twitter. I'm not keeping up with things, but I saw some people post some Street Fighter Five videos. I know that the Topanga thing just happened and like Birdie's top tier now. I don't know. I haven't been keeping up, right? <laughs> and I'm yeah. watching these matches and it's like I, I'm seeing them through the lens of just I, I've only been playing really Third Strike in Alpha 2. Mm -hmm. I've only been watching Third Strike. I haven't been playing any five since like 2018, right? And it's like, holy shit, like, it's Street Fighter. It's obviously Street Fighter. And yet there's something so fundamentally different. And I was having trouble figuring out 
why it just didn't feel right to me. And then I watched this video and I realized, oh, this is it. He articulated that wrong feeling. In Third Strike, it's got a lot of stuff on paper that is similar to Five. Uh, priority normals, right? That's a big one. Priority normals, sort of introduce an Alpha 3, 2, but sort of. Really, it's a Third Strike thing. Five has them. Uh, five doesn't have invincible DPs without EX meter for the most part. Goki's a weird exception. Um, you know, five doesn't have that. Like, there's a lot of things that are like they feel sort of similar, right? But they they're not. And the pushback is such a huge part of it. Um, in in third strike, you can hit someone and they can block it, and you can end up like half the screen away from them. Mm-hmm. Like, they blocked it. And neutral is reset. There's no right. burst. There's no V reversal. Like that was the end of your turn. And it's the end of your turn. Not It is, it is something you know, where people can look at Street Fighter Five on paper and they look yeah. at, well, the numbers, he's minus four. So you can, you can jab, yeah. you can jab at the end of that. And you could look at that same thing in third strike and say, well, this move is minus four. So what if you jab? It's like, brother, you're in a different county. Like... Yeah, you don't have a move that will reach them. Your jab doesn't do piss all. (laughs) Like that's the reason why twelve can only get a crouching leg hit punish on on some on some things. Like twelve, the character wasn't finished. This is actually I I wrote a rant about this on Twitter. I if I wasn't on Twitter break, I'd dig it up. Right, Mm -hmm. someone feel free to troll through my account. Uh, I I actually wrote this rant about why I think Street Fighter Five is a terrible game for new players. Um, to which I, and the, the, my favorite part of my rant, you know, it's like a four or five tweets in a row of all these things I think are terrible for new players. And someone responded like, wow, like, so what game would you recommend for new players? I'm like, no, Street Fighter five. It's still the best. one. <laughs> yeah. The, the thing is, so for anyone listening right now, who is, is getting like, Hey, these guys don't talk bad on street fighter five. It is coming from a position of us thinking that street fighter five is in or at least seeing how street fighter five could be a really good game like yeah it, it Look, could I, i've really been playing be a, since the a beta. great game i i've taken a little when i say i haven't played since 2018 i mean like december you know 28th or whatever like right. it's been a few weeks <laughs> uh, i play um i I get frustrated sometimes and take a month off and then I always come back to it. Like I'm a five player. I am not a hater of the game, but it frustrates me a lot in a lot of ways. And I, I like talking about it. Um, the the thing though, that, that kills me about the game, maybe more than anything else. And it was touched on in this video and we were just talking about it. Now it's the frame data uh, in third strike in alpha two. I'm not gonna talk about four because four is sort of a different case, but let's talk about, you know, the old school games we've been talking about. Frame data exists, right? Moves are plus or minus on block, and it matters. And in Third Strike, like, it's good to know some of it, and, you know, especially if you're on a lab or whatever. But you can play without knowing. It's kind of obvious. You know, there's some situations where you're not sure if it's your turn, and you may want to, you know, hit a wiki and try and figure out, like, Yang's wrecking me in the corner, and I, I don't know where my opening is. Like, okay, fine. Lab that. Look it up. Like, it's not like there's no situations where it matters. But you can basically play blind. If I, if you're a Street Fighter player, but you've never played Third Strike, we can sit down and play. You're going to feel pretty comfortable for the most part, you know. 
as long as we're avoiding like some of the weird, you know, the weird edgy shit, right? Mm -hmm. But just like normals in neutral, you're going to feel pretty comfortable. In five, you basically need an Excel spreadsheet because yeah. it is so important to know if it's your turn or not. And for the most part, the game doesn't tell you. I mean, this is what we're talking about five versus third strike. What in third strike, you you block that normal they get pushed back half a screen length and like you said it's a matter of you hit jab or not like right. the turns over neutrals reset start over five doesn't have that for the most part you are glued in their face just frame trapping them to death and if you don't know the correct time to push a button and which button is fast enough you're kind of screwed you're just gonna get beat on and it's relentless. You're just I think in their face, they're in your face, and it's just, you know? I think a good practical example for this is that something that I very specifically remember at the release of Street Fighter V, and yeah. I think you could even go back on our Street Fighter and look at these types of posts, but something that continually came in was, I don't know what to do against Rashid. When yeah. specifically Rashid. Yeah. And season it's like, one Rashid, yeah. And if you yeah, season one Rashid. And it's like if you know anything about that character, if if you didn't know about that character and he was just continually doing special attacks that move him forward, no. uh normal attacks that move him forward, a lot of forward moving stuff that puts him right next to you, he's no. not he doesn't have the advantage in those situations, but a newer player isn't gonna know that, isn't gonna know but it feels like it. It feels yeah. like it. The feel you, you've got to get your spreadsheet out. Yeah. And this this was part of my new player rant. You know, I have some thoughts about crush counters, all this stuff. We don't need to get into that. But the frame data thing, if you don't know frame data, you're at a serious disadvantage. Right. And once you get out of beginner level, it's fairly essential. And every time they patch the game, which by Capcom standards is pretty often, we're not in NRS land, but there's patches are somewhat frequent you six, know six months ish couple times a year right yeah they change it sometimes a lot i mean talk about rashid like in season three like his data went all over the map he started the season at one thing and then we had that weird patch you know a couple months in and they suddenly realized that apparently they'd screwed up yeah. and like this thing yeah. that was plus two is now minus five and you're like wait what so you you gotta know you gotta look it up you gotta have an app on your phone you gotta like pull out your computer you got to do your homework. And that's my bitch is it feels like homework. It's not interesting to me. It's not, I, I'm not a lab dude. I just like to play. I play by feel. I'm an old school guy. I'm stubborn and in my ways. I don't spend hours in training mode. It's just not who I am. I like to just play. You're not a mathematician. And, you know, it's like, I know how to read frame data. I understand how a frame trap works. Like right. I'm, I'm a seasoned street fighter player. Like but you're also playing so many games that all of that data is almost why a human brain cannot contain. And, all that and I'm, I'm 41 with a full-time career, a teenager, a, another kid who's about to be a teenager. I've got like a life. You've got pinball machines that have broken parts in them. Jesus. Do I? And, uh, <laughs> I don't have a ton of time. So when I have time to play, I've got my, you know, my hour a day or whatever it is. I don't want to be in the lab. I want to be playing, mm -hmm. you know, some people enjoy being in the lab. I go in the lab because I'm frustrated enough to 
be like, fine, like, how do I beat this shit? Um, Which is a fine uh, way to approach games if you want fighting games if you just want to play fighting games. Sure. So, yeah, you shouldn't have to, to be a lab monster. It's, you it's a legit also, you approach. shouldn't have to feel the pressure to like be or strive to be a competitive top player. That's also not like these no. games can be just be enjoyed is another thing I, about them. I want to be the guy in the room who can take some games off of you. I don't want to be the guy who never wins anything. Sure. I don't need to be the top player in the room. You know what I mean? Like I just need to win some matches. Sure. And, and the really good guy, like if I can take a round off him or it takes me, you know, 20 games to finally beat him, you know, fine. I'm good with that. Um, so, you know, it's not like I don't practice, but I don't practice. <laughs> and in other games, I can get away with that. In five, it's hard, mm-hmm. you know, because the new patch comes out, the frame data has changed, and I'm in the corner, and I, yeah. I've got that Rashid on me, and I don't know when I can push a button. Or specifically, and, pushback was changed. Yeah. Or maybe I, not changed enough in some people's opinion. And and five's a game where you push a button when you didn't, when you weren't supposed to. You may have just lost. Right. <laughs> You know, the, you got cr- take, you got crush countered, yeah. whatever. The take the throw meme is a meme because there are situations where if you, for a split second, believe that your opponent is walking forward to tick throw you, but instead they walk forward and counter hit jab into medium into confirm into V trigger cancel into death, <laughs> it's an issue. And, and and it's not that hard. I mean, you describe. We're not talking about some Makoto, you know, care cancel combo there, right? right? We're talking about some pretty easy stuff that you don't even have to really hit the lab to be able to do. Yeah, it's not a blind car um, cancel that you have to do after a dash. No, no, they hand it, they hand a lot of it to you on a platter. Um, and, you know, I'm fine. I, the, the buffer and all the stuff, like, I don't even care. That's, that's, I, I don't care how difficult the execution is. Right. Accessibility uh, into, getting to player getting to the point where players can do mid to top tier top level stuff is another conversation it's another conversation it is. but what i what i care about the depth more than more than the one frame links more than the executions i care about the mental game right and you know like when we talk about footsies and neutral and all that stuff what we're really really talking about is that dance the mental game right you and those two players going back and forth mm-hmm. and five shortcuts a lot of that puts you into these, you know, frame trap pressure situations. And if you don't do your homework, you, you can be really stuck. And I think that's frustrating to new players. It's not friendly to new players. It's uncomfortable. I don't really think it's, I don't really think it's fun for good players though. Like who, yeah. who wants to spend time, you know, in Excel? Let's think about it's, this particular game that I feel like is extremely mentally tasking because the, the the space of which this game is won or lost is is so close. It's the difference of like one or two frames very close of where you tried to make a decision of, well, should I press a button in this gap or not? Because if I continue to block or delay backdash or take a short step, this is why there was that whole write-up of Diego saying the strongest thing you can do defensively, or it was, I'm sorry, it was Fudo saying the strongest thing that you can do defensively is block, slight walk backwards, block again. Yeah. Because it, and that extra range matters so much. I, I guess I would just ask that, like, is that fun? I'm not sure that's fun. 
<laughs> okay. and, yeah, and, and and you know to to bring this full circle with these old games and these broken games are they balanced no is street fighter 5 a balanced game in season four yeah i i think that they made a lot of, a lot of thoughtful changes they didn't make the changes i wanted but i think the changes they made were very thoughtful mm-hmm. i don't feel like anybody got over nerfed um you know were some nerfs unnecessary like the ken players are going to say yes but like they, there weren't any heavy-handed nerfs and a lot of buffs um did laura get any buffs no god damn it but um it's really even i think it's a very balanced game i suspect mm-hmm. we're going to see a lot of character variety like it's all that's all good and like you said but, i feel like it's one of those games where if you are just up against a 5v5 and you have to just win one round yeah you just have to win two two games you just win those two There's, those two rounds in a broken broken games are hype when it's that short right they're less hype in longer sets because the reality of the bullshit starts to set in yeah um they're also hype in these short sets because lower tier characters who have a little bit of garbage you know like laura's like just my go-to example since i play laura mm-hmm. you know she's not a character you saw in tournament she's just not because she's too guest heavy she her damage output is very strong she can rob you to death but it takes a lot of guesses to do that and in a tournament setting in a guess heavy game adding another layer of guessing on top of that yep. it's too much you're gonna crap out like no one wants to I roll a dice geef was not strong in the previous right. season yeah well, grapplers in general aren't. Yeah. Mika cheats a little bit because she's she almost doesn't play like a grappler in some ways. No, the threat of a command grab is somewhat stronger for her than the actual command grab itself. Yeah, I mean, they nerf command grab. You whiff a command grab yeah. now, like you can get a sandwich and then come back and punish. Um, it, I, I think balance is fine. Yeah, Balance is good. Character variety is good. I, I'm for that. Like, don't get me wrong. But I think fun is more important than balance. So the one thing and about, ideally of both, right? <laughs> the one thing about this particular video that I think is omitted that mm-hmm. you know the suggestions are made have more mm-hmm. pushback. Mm-hmm. Uh, let and this was something that I've been saying for a long time is have recovery frames increased on. Yeah, further pokes where it's like you, the ability to whiff punish is there. Whiff punishing would be so much better, which they yeah. did on a couple of normals. Like I was, it's, it's, it's getting was there. Screaming into a bullhorn about Abigail's stand a hard punch, where the yeah. window to whiff punish it was five frames. It had an extended hurt box of five yeah. frames after the active frame, where you had to already be trying to whiff punish it on a normal that could also be held if he was in V trigger. So like trying to whiff punish that shit was an impossibility. Now you can do it. They um, dropped the input lag a frame. They've, they, yeah. it's getting there. Foot's getting there. Yeah. It's getting there. Uh, which then something again, that is not covered in this video that you have to take with a grain of salt is that there's the priority system mixed with yeah. the crush counter system. Yeah. And specifically in the neutral some characters are rewarded a lot more than others for yeah. for yeah. getting that random crush counter in the neutral. So it's just like something to take in and consider when or if you watch this video and kind of, you know, it's just another thing to look at. That, yeah, I'll, I'll add my pet peeve to it. Uh, the one thing I, I really wish they would borrow from Third Strike because I think it makes a big difference. Uh, in Third Strike, you have six frames of throw and vulnerability on wake up. Yeah. 
So your fast normals beat throws, right? Now, third strike's tricky because there's wake-up parry, there's universal overheads. Like the wake-up and the Oki game is, is different, granted. Um, but you don't have to worry about being thrown as you're getting up. And so in like five, as much, it sucks. Say. As mu- they have to delay their throw. Yeah. Just a little bit. So you you have an option in there. You know, wake up normals will beat the throw. Right. Uh, but that's also like a whole other meta of are they trying to parry on wake up or are they it's a it's a whole thing. <laughs> yeah. No, it's but, it wait, wake up parry and, and like I said, the universal overhead changes it. I mean yeah. uh, bison in five, dictator doesn't have an overhead, right? I mean, like you can block low on him all day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, give them a universal overhead. It's a whole different game. Yeah. But anyway, folks, um, go watch that video. It's informative. And I agree with, I guess I agree with the heart of the video. I don't necessarily agree with the specifics, but I also yeah. don't think this person, when they made the video, was like too hammered down on specifics. But uh, it, it was well being... thought through. And I think he had a lot more to say and yeah. chose to not make it long-winded smartly but yeah, left yeah a little chose, bit. chose to yeah. fit it in within like 16 minutes which like is yeah. long but like he probably should have left the whole cg guilty gear thing out in general yeah. i think people are too focused on it and it's a distraction yeah um i, mean, I could talk about that part all day too it's not <laughs> so watch it have an opinion on it uh come back to street fighter five with new eyes. Cause something that I think yeah. is important that he brings up in this video is that the at high level play, this game actually requires you to be on fucking point a hundred percent of the time. You cannot that, falter for a second. What, what did you think about the point he made? Cause we agreed with this. The last thing I'll say, uh, he said playing street fighter five will make you better at older street fighters, but playing older street fighters, doesn't really make you better at street fighter five and my group who we play old street fighters every week Mm -hmm. we agreed with that yeah i agree with that in the level of which i agree at that is that i feel like there's like a a scale there's a line Mm -hmm. graph of if you are just starting fighting games playing street fighter five will not make you better at older fighting games no Um, no if in you fact, have, it'll probably make you worse. It'll probably ways. make you worse. <laughs> exactly. That's my new player rant. It gives you bad habits, but yeah, go on. If if you play Street Fighter Five for long enough to have like decent execution, or maybe you're coming from an older fighting game where that required execution, yeah. uh, and you have perspective on how to approach the game itself, yeah, yeah, and you start playing the the high level meta of Street Fighter Five, yeah. yeah, then yes, it does. But That's like that that graph. I, that's like my only qualification of that st- of agreeing with that statement is that like yeah no but then yes absolutely what what once you're playing at a level that you can get something out of it yeah 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 i i have a lot of trouble going back and forth between them we don't play a lot of modern games at my nights i've got i've got linked lcds the the ben q's the the capcom whatever mm-hmm. they are the the one with the hdmi pass through and you know, we put modern games on it. We'll play four sometimes, play five sometimes. We'll play Guilty Gear, Kohimi, Embeu, whatever, right? Uh, if I go back and forth between Third Strike and Five, 
I mean, it takes me at least three or four matches to like get my sea legs back. Like the right. two just are so different. I have trouble transitioning. All right. Well, all right. Where are you going from here? Well, that's, you know what? We're kind of running up against it. Uh, okay. So I'm going to sunset this episode. And well, first I want to thank you for, for at very short notice coming on to talk about old games. No uh, problem. This has been a pleasure. It's like a good throwback to talk about old fun stuff and to just go recommend like playing old games. You know, it's, it's good. Or looking at arc, like old arcade culture. That stuff's fun to think about. Um, I, I don't have a sense for how much people care about this stuff. I really don't. Um, yeah, but I don't know. But I will the say this. probably not great, honestly. I will say this. If you're listening after all of this rambling that we have done and you have any questions about old arcade hardware, any of that stuff, um, I, I will go back on my Twitter. I will, I will read my mentions. <laughs> I think you have an email listed on your Twitter. Uh, yeah, I mean, whatever, it's it fine. You can reach me. You, you can reach me. I, I, I'm happy to, my DMS are open. I, I, I may or may not see it immediately, but you know, if you leave me a message, I, I promise I will look at it. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, before you go, I have to ask you the question that I ask every guest on yes. the first time on the show. It's one of my favorite questions to ask people because I feel like it says a lot about someone's character in the way yeah. that they answer this question. It's a two-parter. Yeah. Uh, but first part of the question, what is your favorite normal attack in any fighting game? So I, I've got a two-part answer to like really show what a scumbag I am. That's fine. Okay. Because um, they're both scumbag moves. So my, my first one, I mean, if you really said you can't have two, you got to pick one. Uh, I, it was Dudley's Crab Punch. And mm -hmm. it, if you don't know it, you, or you may know it from, from Smug, that's when he reaches down with both his boxing gloves and like scoops you, right? Uh, I'd never played Dudley much in, in four. I know him from Third Strike. And in Third Strike, it's a sweep. And it's plus one on block. Like, it's a plus one on block sweep. And if he hits you with it, he juggles you into the air and can just pound you mercilessly with a whole string of nasty combos. In fact, if he gets you in the corner, I, I'm not good at the, the corner juggles with it. Mm -hmm. I think against Chun, he can do it like five or six times in a row. I forget yeah, a, which character six, it is. It's a six yeah. juggle on Chun. Yeah, it, it's great. Um, and that requires and, like precise time. You can't just mash. Yeah, I'm, I'm not good at it. I'm not good at it, but... Uh, th that is the kind of thing where like I, I would be motivated enough to actually get that lab time in just because it's just like so salt inducing to somebody to just get thrown up like that. And and it's called a crab punch. Yeah. I mean, it's just a godlike name. I like, do, do want to read out loud your notes here verbatim yes. because I, I think yeah, this no, is <laughs> also important to it. Crab, punch, bitch, plus one on block, juggles, look sick, you can't beat it. Yeah, there's a period. Crap, a, punch, bitch. Yeah, the the punctuation is important there. I feel like it, and yeah. it gets the the sentiment across. I believe. Yeah. So for my for my part two, uh, I I think this was yesterday. Uh, so I've been off Twitter, right? So mm -hmm. my friend Javits texts me a screenshot of his Twitter feed, and his tweet said something like, uh, "Would you kick a dog to get a buff?" <laughs> right. No. The answer is no. And so I, I text him back 
uh, wait, let me, I'll, I'll pull up my text message. What exactly did I say? Uh, all right. I said, so, so how bad would I have to hurt this dog to get Laura's season one medium kickback? Mm, yeah. <laughs> medium kick. I, I, the move wasn't even as good as, as people thought it was. It was good. Don't get me. It was a good move. I'm not trying to downplay it, but I think people were lazy about figuring out how to deal with it. But it was which really is true, good which move. Which is true in a lot of sense in five. But yeah. Go, but go ahead. Yeah. But just bullying people with that kick. And I, I think about IDOM uh, against Punk at what was that? Uh, Defend the North, maybe? IDOM beat Punk in Grand Finals, I think, like one round, just smashing medium kick. And like Punk just refused to deal with it. He just kept getting hit by it. Sounds, yeah. So, counter hit, counter hit. Because it moved her forward, too. It's like, it's yeah. Thing. Yeah. So, by the way, Javits said, uh, doesn't have to be a kick to the head. That's pure evil. Like one good kick to the side or back legs, and you get mm. plus one elbow back from season two, standing medium kick, and hard punch elbow becomes invincible. But that's my, that's my beef. When, when you do her, her hard punch elbow, which is, you know, her air knockdown, uh, it can be stuffed too easily. And, like, when that thing trades in the air, like, a kitten dies. It's just, it's, it's so sad. So, yeah, man, like, I'm, I'm a cat. I've got two cats. I'm not even a dog person. Like, I, for all that, I'd, I'd kick the dog. <laughs> I'm shaking my head so hard. He I'm said, shaking my dogs head so are good. Hard. They're forgiving and love you no matter what. I'm it's a win-win, I think. I'm cuddling brick extra hard tonight, you best believe. Look, you're not no, allowed dogs, near my dog. You're not allowed. The dog. <laughs> no, the dog would say that's a really good buff human. Like I understand. No. <laughs> Unforgivable. <laughs> Unforgivable right. is my is your answer and paints your character is un, you're unredeemable. Uh, I, I asked for Laura's standing <laughs> medium kickback. I think we've established that's a scumbag thing to ask for. That's you know what? Fair, fair. That's fair. <laughs> uh, all right, part two of the question, uh, which is leads in for part one but what is your favorite combo in any fighting game so we alluded to this earlier uh but but my favorite combo is young ganajan juggles um i i know that like some people are rolling their eyes or some people see it and they're like young is broken third strikes a stupid game like whatever i don't care they're hype they look sick correct they're creative They've got so many things. Like, are you going for the corner carry? Are you going for optimal meter gain afterwards? Are you doing the keeper and just doing this like insane, like constant punch to the head that looks mm -hmm. like it shouldn't work? Like, it's it's just dope to me. And I'm not a Marvel player. And in fact, I don't really like anime games. I don't like team versus games. I don't like these heavy juggle games where like you're doing shit in the air all the time. I'm a grounded like footsies player. I'm an old school street fighter player. That's fun. And it's fun. And yet those young juggles in Asian, like just, they just get me hype. Like I love them. Yeah, no, they are exciting because like you said, it depends on, there's a lot of expressive expressivity there. Um, there's so many things you can do with it. And, and there's like you options. can, you can choose where to drive depending on like what round is it? Um, like, are you up around? Is it round one? Like a round one Genijin combo is going to look a lot different from a round two Genijin combo. Potentially. Potentially. On, you know how you hit them into it. I mean, there's, there's just so many approaches. Yeah. Did you just activate raw? Yeah. That might've happened. Yeah. You know, you might've, you might've backdashed, activated raw, 
and then just shouldered into them anyway. Yep. <laughs> yep. And then there comes the lunge punch, and then there it is. Like, yeah. that's the ticket right there. Yeah. So uh, I, I put that YouTube link in there under it uh, in the notes. That That is Eris, avoid the puddle, Eris, uh, talking shit but like in an admiring way was it about Ganesh. I think I remember that this, I remember this is new. This, this is the recent one. This is, this, oh, is, this from, is from talking about this, this year. Is, this is this year's co-op cup. Mm. And he, he's basically like, this is so broken. I love it. <laughs> I'll actually have to watch that. Cause I, I think I, I remember him saying something about it last year. Like I think sure he went on a rant of, of getting sure juggles sure last year. There's a lot to rant about, but the 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 beauty of third strike that Eris recognizes he's like man like this is broken it's like wait the guy he's playing is doing broken like everybody's broken like mm-hmm. and that's when everybody's broken you're probably playing the right game that's 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 my closing I'm game. with you on no you know what that's where I super agree with you and I have said this time and again but broken shit is hype as fuck yeah it just. It, it is because then it brings in that extra element of what if you beat the broken shit? What if you yeah. find something, what if you find an element that is, that is broken in a different way? What and, if you do beauty. an Iron Man infinite three times in a row and cause your opponent to rage quit? These are just things that could yeah. potentially happen. Yeah. And you know what third strike has third strike has the brokenness, but unlike Marvel and all these other broken games, it also gives you an answer. Because the parry is mostly a universal key yeah. if you pull it off right. You know, every single match that you lost, there was probably a way you could have won. Yeah, and the your ability to see that escape in your mind's eye of, well, obviously I could have parried there. I could have attempted a red parry in yeah. this situation. Or like, like, those are the things that are like the ant like you can think about the answer and you don't even have to think too hard sometimes you can just no. you can just think about it and say well obviously that's the answer and where in and it's current, not just the mechanic games i feel like there's the answer is not as obvious i feel like street fighter 5 is not an obvious game or the answer might have been well you guessed heads and you should have guessed tails sure yeah. and you know that's not fun um you know, the the beauty of a game like Third Strike, and this is, you know, my last plea to people to play it, is it, it has what in my mind is the sign of a good fighting game. And that is if you have a first to 10 with two good players, does the first match look entirely different from the last match? Because if you have enough tools to evolve and change your play, there's an interesting game there. And when I see a first to five in Street Fighter V, it's, you know, whether it's, you know, Daigo and Takedo or whoever, it's not like these aren't great players. It's not like they're not making adjustments. You know, it's not like there aren't mind games. Like, I see all of that. But the way Daigo played Guile in the first match and the way he played Daigo in the, played Guile in the last match, eh, it's basically the same Guile. Uh, all right. Well... You know, I think that's a good place to end it. And I think yeah. that currently we're in a good position for future, for the future of fighting games. I think I sure a little bit so, of man. changes to the current games and there's like, there's so many good games right now. We're in the, like the heyday of fighting games. Everything is good. 
I don't know, man. You can't end it that way because I my 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 response to you is, uh, are there? Are we? <laughs> so I don't know. The, the whole thing is like this is a whole other huge conversation in terms of like has have fighting games really ever had it? Is the community even that accessible? And the answer is like kind of no. Uh, but at the same time, there's a lot of good Look, fighting games. Look, All the games, man, next, the games are good. It's not like 2009, dude. It's, we're up, not we'll playing about. like Biohazard. What the fuck? Like we're yeah. <laughs> we're playing good fighting. Games. The Smash is yeah. is good. Yeah. Is Smash good? I don't fucking know. Uh, I don't anyway, know <laughs> anyway, folks. Uh, one last thing I want to send out your way. Go head on over to www.playthirdstrike.com. Uh, that's where you get all of your third strike answers. And it's oh, got everything, it's geez. got everything you need uh, yes. in terms of, you know, how to play the game uh, ways, like how, like the best way to pick up the game, where to find matches. And uh, that's definitely I, the website I, you want to go to. I, I'm also remiss. Cause I, I really wanted to give a shout out to this earlier. Uh, Check out the jazz, the jazzy circuit on Twitter, mm-hmm. uh, and shout out to those guys. the The best American third strike tournament scene that's happening right now, and I think, I think the finals is coming up at Frosty Faustings like in like a week, something okay. like that. Yeah. So uh, check that out. Like there is a, a living third strike scene in the United States. People are playing. It is still active. It is still alive. And the jazzy circuit is, you know, the place to be. Uh, it's it's on Smash GG. It's got all the, you know, modern stuff. Uh, and it's important. And no. Mutant XP is running that. And, you know, shout out to him. All right. Well, that's awesome. Uh, again, Ark, thank you for your time again. My pleasure. Uh, this has been a great conversation. I've just enjoyed myself talking about old games. I will never not enjoy uh, times like that. And um, uh, sometime I'll tell you the story about the Big Lebowski pinball. I, I do not have time tonight to hear the story, <laughs> but the next time I talk to you, I abs- like, I'm not going to look it up specifically because I want to hear yeah. the lore. Like I want to hear it passed down. You, that is- you can't, you can't look up the details I have. It doesn't exist anywhere else. I, oh really? I oh fuck. Actual lore. God damn it. I, okay. I, uh, I am like in, uh, no. the, the man in the room with like, there, there are like four other people who can tell you something. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, I'm, I I can't I I have to I have to shut off this podcast I have to hit stop and I have to go say hello to my wife. All right. Anyway, folks, that, this Me has too. been a show. Thank you again uh, for joining Play us. Play third strike. It's a episode, good game. <laughs> an episode of RSF Radio. Uh, you can find Arik at. Auric on Twitter or otherwise, I'm sure you can find me at Super Joe Monday or at Reddit SF on Twitter. Or if you just hop on our Street Fighter and find Joe underscore Monday, that's me. Check it out. Um, I guess review podcast people do that. It's a thing that people say do that. I guess anyway. That's the show. We'll see you next week on is. I'm looking forward to next week's conversation. I have a guest coming next week. This is the one that I was warning people about that. And then my computer broke and then things didn't happen. So don't worry about all that folks. We'll see you guys next week on another edition of RSF radio, but until then take care.